It's a wild night in Major League Baseball with multiple aces. Multiple teams projected to score more than five runs, some even six. It's crazy town, banana pants. It's the Sportsline DFS podcast. I'm Heath Cummings, joined by Mike McClure. Mike, we've got Scherzer, Sale, Kershaw, Verlander. We've got wind blowing at Wrigley. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun, and you didn't even mention Noah Syndergaard or Justin Verlander. This slate is just absolutely crazy tonight. We get so many games. I It feels like the biggest slate I've ever seen in DFS MLB. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, we we don't even, we don't even get the Indians game. Thank goodness, because I'd be tempted to play Mike Clevenger and stack against who's throwing for the Rangers? Doug Fister again? Yes, Always. you'd be getting the stack against Doug Fister. The wind is blowing out there, so yes, it would have been a very attractive game for, for DFS. So we're going to jump straight to the top stacks of the night because we need to talk about what happened last night. We need to talk about the environment in Wrigley. The Cubs have an implied total tonight of 6.2 runs. They're facing a good pitcher in John Gray. The Rockies outside of course implied to score five runs. The Cardinals 5.5. The Rockies 5.2. The Brewers five runs. All those make sense. And the Cubs make sense, too, because the wind is just howling out to left. It just doesn't matter if you don't hit the ball in the air. Yeah, see, I, I mean, sure, if you you know, but look, they're going to make contact still. It's not like John Gray is going to come in there and strike out 10. He shouldn't, at least, in this matchup. Uh, so I think that, you know, in my position, I kind of like that last night we thought that the Wrigley game was going to be ridiculous because of the game, the wind and the weather. I like that that didn't happen. I hope that that scares a few people away tonight because I don't see the scenario in which that happens again tonight. I, I really like the Cubs here. You like the Cubs more than the Rockies. Rockies going against Kyle Hendricks. I feel like John Gray is a better pitcher than Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, I mean, look, he might be uh, if you look long term, but Kyle Hendricks has been pretty good. You know, again, one thing that I really like to look at that you'll hear me talk about is the average exit velocity against and the average, the distance of the batted balls. And Kyle Hendricks has been right on par with Clayton Kershaw, Chris Sale, Justin Verlander in terms of, you know, the distance and the exit velocity of the balls hit against him. The hard hit rate, same thing. Uh, lower line drive rate than Clayton Kershaw or Chris Sale. Uh, so a lot of the numbers that I'm looking at here are very good for Kyle Hendricks. So I, I, I don't love the Rockies, but I don't hate them. I do think there's a way to play a couple of stud hitters and play at least one stud pitcher on DraftKings. And that's with my favorite contrarian stack of the day, the Tampa Bay Rays. Matt Boyd is off to statistically a a very fine start to the season. He has been quite incredible, really, if you look at his results. He's terrible. He is not good. I I don't know currently what the exit velocity says, and it may be that he's done a good job so far of limiting that, but he doesn't throw the ball hard. He doesn't have good enough stuff to do that consistently. He is making no one miss. I am yeah, I, I want those cheap rays, cheap right handed rays against Matt Boyd. No, I like that stack a lot. And you know, we look at the average exit velocity at ninety one miles per hour is not super high, but the distance at two hundred and thirty two feet. Uh, is one of the highest on the slate here. Uh, so I'm definitely on board with stacking against Matt Boyd. There's a lot of good cheap righties for the Tampa Bay Rays. Guys like Matt Duffy, CJ Crone, Wilson Ramos, who's questionable, uh, and, you know, Carlos Gomez. Really, that lineup, they've got several guys that Daniel Robertson. Cheap. 
Yes, and Robertson, who I'm projecting to hit in the middle of the order there, too. The good news is it's all the righties. They're loaded up at the top of the lineup, too. So you're getting all those night, you know, you're getting some of those guaranteed at bats with them on the road tonight in Detroit, too. And then there's one more team that didn't make the cut for the top stacks in terms of projected run total, but they were just one tenth of a run shy. And I think outside of the Cubs, they might be my favorite stack of the night. That's the Angels. Alex Cobb is close to the worst pitcher in baseball. We have the actual worst pitcher in baseball, James Shield, on the slate as well. But I, I love the Angels in this spot. Yeah, I think that the Angels are in a good spot and, you know, they, it is a, Pretty contrarian stack, you know, when you think about it a little bit, just because with some of these other teams that are on this slate, this is a game that, you know, when you look at park factors and some of those things, playing at Angel Stadium, it's not something that just kind of jumps off the page at you. So right. I do think that this Angel stack is going to be relatively low owned. And I mean, you could never go wrong stacking a team with Mike Trout on it. Well, and you know, the reason I really like the Angel stack is because of BVP. Mike Trout, 17-26 OPS, two dongs in 14 plate appearances against Alex Cobb, and that's when Alex Cobb wasn't awful. Albert Pujols, 1,500 OPS with a dong and 12 plate appearances against Cobb as well. Not surprising, Adam Azer took Mike Trout in dong chasers. Trout at 5,800 might be the most expensive dong chasers pick ever. A couple other BVP all-stars, Ryan Braun, 1073 OPS, four dongs, in 50 plate appearances against Homer Bailey. And Logan Morrison, Kansas City kid, Lomo, 1381 OPS, three dongs, in 21 plate appearances against Marco Estrada. Saw him plenty when he was with Tampa Bay. On the negative side, a couple of these guys I think you may have some interest in. Chris Davis with a K. One for 16 with five strikeouts against Felix. Matt Joyce, five for 37 with nine Ks against Felix. Brandon Crawford, a nice punt option at shortstop generally against right-handed pitching, has a 500 OPS in 24 plate appearances against Tyson Ross. We'll talk more about Ross later. He's been a lot better so far this year. And then Dexter Fowler, I don't think we expect him to be in the lineup tonight. If he was a surprise entrance into the lineup, he's 2 for 15 against James Shields. I don't really want him as a part of those Cardinals stacks anyway with his injury. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, Dexter Fowler, yeah, probably not someone I'm interested in. I'm very interested in Albert Pujols. Uh, we mentioned him here. He is closing in on 3,000 career hits. He might be able to get there tonight uh, in, in this matchup there. So I, I do like Albert Pujols. I think he's someone I'm certainly including in my angel stacks if I'm making those tonight. What kind of bonus do you get on DraftKings for your 3,000th hit? Uh, you don't get any sort of a bonus, unfortunately. If it was don't, what a, a dong chaser bonus would be there. You know, we we should have that for a three thousandth hit. If someone if you if you call a dong and it's the person's three thousandth hit, you would just pick Pujols for like the next month. Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Okay, talking about dong chasers. Chris Tower is still in first place at thirteen seventy nine. Mike, you're in second at eleven fifty seven. Adams in third at ten eighty five, and I'm in last place. At 963. This will, this, this too will pass. I, I have no concerns. Chris took Matt Carpenter at 3600, which was my favorite choice of the day. Mike, you said it was your top pick as well. So who did you have to settle on? I had to settle with Chris Bryant. Uh, the guy that did not get it done for me last night, but we're, we're headed back to it tonight. I'm uh, just going to take advantage of the extreme weather situation at Wrigley, the wind blowing out there. Uh, just a really, really good hitting environment. Like I said, this, I mean, you look at the totals and it's pretty easy to see that you're essentially getting Chris Bryan at Coors Field tonight. 
That was a question I wanted to ask you. Is this hitting environment in Chicago as good as Coors Field? Yes. This specific situation for a right-handed hitter like Chris Bryant, this is as good as Coors Field tonight. Wow. Well, he's $5,000, so it better be. Azer took Trout at 5800 And I would have liked all of those choices better than my own. But, uh, you know, I, I am going with a contrarian, contrarian pick. Cole Calhoun. 3,100. Calhoun's having trouble lifting the ball. His ground ball rate's way up, fly ball rate's down. That's a bad combination for home runs. But he's still hitting the ball really hard. 39% hard contact rate. Alex Cobb is terrible. He will he will put it on a tee so Calhoun can knock it out of the park. I'm going to catch a cheap dong, maybe a double dong with Cole Calhoun tonight. Wow. I gotta tell you, I'm gonna, you know, we'll talk to the rest of the guys. I think that if you can catch a double dong, I will give you the grand dong bonus on top of it, just because. If you just catch because? a double dong with Cole Calhoun, yes. Just because Cole Hall- Calhoun's hit like six balls in the air all year long, and so it would be that good of a call? Yes, it would be an absolutely great call, but look, I, I don't dislike the call at all. Like, in my angel stacks, he's gonna be there. It makes a lot of sense, because out of all the guys that Cobb's gonna have to pitch to, Calhoun's probably gonna get the best stuff to hit. So real quick on the weather, we've already talked a lot about Wrigley Field and the wind there. Any other weather that you seeing have an impact tonight? Um, not really. I mean, you know, the one situation to monitor is if the wind moves a little is, you know, in St. Louis, uh, you know, the wind might turn around and be get, you know, coming from behind a little bit. It's 14 to 15 mile per hour crosswinds. Uh, you get that wind going out just even a little bit with James Shields and Waka on the mound. That could turn into a uh, a pretty friendly environment real quickly. Okay, so we've got to get rid of some of these aces from consideration. We've got Scherzer, Sale, Kershaw, Verlander, Sendergaard. I know we're going to play a lot of lineups. I don't think most of our listeners are going to play enough lineups to play all of them. <laughs> so we're going to have right. to not play a couple of them. I have a really hard time with a couple of things. I have a hard time playing any starting pitchers against the Yankees. So I'd struggle, I, I struggle with putting Verlander in there. The other thing is I have a hard time not playing Clayton Kershaw when he's not the most expensive pitcher on the slate. Yeah, that one's more interesting for me. That, that's the real dilemma. I, I think that Verlander is the one that I can comfortably say, okay, I can live without Justin Verlander tonight. Uh, I just, you know, like you said, we don't like to pick on the Yankees with starting pitching. The the downside is just too big. Uh, so I, I want to eliminate Verlander first. Kershaw is by far the most interesting situation. You know, being on the road in Arizona, I know they've got the humidor. I, you know, whatever. But it is having a small is, impact. It, it is. Um, man, Kershaw is the one that it feels wrong to fade Clayton Kershaw if you're playing multiple lineups. Yeah, I, I don't think I can fade Kershaw. So I think I think of those five, the first thing I can say is I'm not going to have any Verlander. I am going to have some Kershaw. I think Cindergaard at 10800 with the price difference on DraftKings between him and Scherzer, and he is also significantly cheaper over on FanDuel. I think you want to have some Cindergaard as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to have Noah Cindergaard tonight. So I'm going to limit it to three of these guys, which means we have to choose between Chris Sale and Max Scherzer. I, for me, it's a pretty easy call. Uh, we're going to play Chris Sale. I'm going to fade Max Scherzer. Um, I know Max is at home. Decent matchup with the Pirates. But one thing that always bothers me with Max is he, he does give up the home run a little bit. 
Uh, the Pirates have a number of guys with some power that can get it done. A little wind blowing out to dead center, but 82 degrees in Washington today, uh, that's pretty warm, especially for this time of year. It's definitely a good hitting environment at this point. So I think that I want to fade Max Scherzer. Okay. I, I think, I, and I haven't made a determination yet. I think I would probably go the other way. I'm probably leaning towards playing Sale or, or playing Scherzer just because I think Jake Junis is a better pitcher than Cool is. I think I feel more confident in Scherzer getting the win. And Sale's had a weird thing with his innings so far this year. I don't know if that's going to continue or not, but it sounds like we both like Cindergard and Kershaw more than the two more expensive pitchers. Yeah, definitely at this point in the day. Um, I, I think that those are the two clear cut options at this point that don't have some like real obvious risk. Now we're starting out with Chris Bryant in our lineup. I would really like to play Mike Trout as well. That means we're not playing two of those starting pitchers on DraftKings. We yeah. Can play one of them. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're probably going to play one of them. Um, you know, look, you might have lineups once, you know, the, the beauty of a 14 game slate is there's going to be value out there to where you can pay up for two of them and put cheap guys in. Right. You're going to want to see lineups from the teams to be able to maximize plate appearances if you're doing that. Uh, but you know, you're also building lineups where you're getting exposure to these good hitters. So I'm definitely on board with just pick one. Let's get Trout. Let's get Chris Bryant. You know, let's get some offense in there. I'm going to give you my contrarian starting pitcher of the day. It's Nick Tropiano, 6,400 at home against the Angels. A lot of things that I like here. First off, he has had a mixed start to the season, and I would expect him to have a mixed season. We've seen him put up 26.2 DK points against the Royals, 2.6 against the Red Sox, 11.2 against the Astros. All of those are within the range of possibilities for him. But this is a negative park shift for an Orioles offense that already is one of the worst in baseball against right-handed pitchers. They've the third highest strikeout rate against righties so far this year. And I love his win potential with the matchup against Alex Cobb. So Tropiano is my contrarian pitcher. He's also my favorite cheap pitcher. Tell me what you think of him. And then I've got three other cheap pitchers that I want you to consider. Okay, I, uh, I I like it. Um, I think that you know th- there's certainly still some risk to it, but I think that he's the combination of the upside, the park factor, you know, the matchup, and then really just the size of the slate. Knowing the ownership that we're going to get him at, uh, I do think that he's a very viable starting pitcher too. And really, I think that you could even play him as your only starting pitcher in a lineup or two on FanDuel tonight. Yeah, I'm definitely planning on doing that on a couple of lineups on FanDuel. The three other cheap pitchers that I think need to be considered tonight, uh, Tyson Ross, good matchup, probably the worst hitting environment on the slate. Kyle Hendricks against a Rockies lineup that's just not very good, although in terrible conditions. And then super contrarian, but super upside, probably only on DraftKings because of the low win probability, but Sean Newcomb. Uh, yeah, so Sean Newcomb actually is not making the start tonight now. He has been scratched. Breaking news from Mike McClure. We yes. do this podcast in the middle of the day, so sometimes uh, we get news that happens. Soroka's starting then. Yes, Soroka is starting. That was just announced that uh, Newcomb is not going to make this start tonight. So I think he would be a really bad option for a contrarian starting pitcher. I don't think you should use Sean Newcomb. Tyson Ross, Kyle Hendricks, do you have any interest in either of those guys? I uh, definitely have some interest in both guys. Um, 
I, I think that Kyle Hendricks won't be owned at all because of the weather situation. Uh, but I've mentioned he's right alongside Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, Chris Sale in terms of exit velocity and distance allowed. Uh, so I like him a lot. Another guy that I think you should consider, though, is uh, Andrew Triggs from the Oakland Athletics. On the road against the Seattle Mariners, uh, just another good, positive pitching environment for Triggs there. He had one rough start, but he bounced back very nicely. I think that, you know, you like Nick Tropiano. I think that Triggs is a very interesting pivot from Tropiano if you don't like him for some reason. Okay. Well, let's just start off the DraftKings lineup this way. We'll see what you think of this. I've got Syndergaard and Tropiano as our starting pitchers. I've got yep. Chris Bryant at third. He's your Dong Chasers pick. Cole Calhoun in the outfield. He's my Dong Chasers pick. I assume you agree that Mike Trout is by far and away the next best available hitter against Alex Cobb? Yes, definitely. So I want to try to lock him into the outfield as well. And then let's just jump straight to second base. Because on FanDuel and DraftKings, I kind of think it feels like a one-player night for me at second base. I believe in the date, batted ball data on Matt Carpenter. I believe James Shields is awful. I believe the conditions are pretty favorable for a game in St. Louis. I want all of the Matt Carpenter. Yes, all of the Matt Carpenter. You know, we, we don't like to say must plays in baseball, especially with 14 games, but I'm going to say it. Matt Carpenter is a must play today. Just put him in your lineup because of the price point, the position, the hitting environment, all of that. Just get Matt Carpenter in the lineups. And then FanDuel, we're going to do something a little bit different. We'll see what pitcher we end up on. There's, we've got enough pitchers at different price ranges tonight that um, I, we'll just kind of slow play our way through that. We'll start off with Carpenter, uh, Bryant, Trout, and Calhoun, and then we'll just build from there. Yeah, no, that sounds like a good strategy. You know, Using just one starting pitcher on FanDuel like that, there are a number of them at every every tier, so we can do a lot of things on FanDuel tonight. Looking at catcher, I like Yasmani Grandal a lot in the matchup with the rookie Cook. I also think if you need a to stay cheap, and you're you're probably going to on DraftKings if you're using one or two aces, Manny Pena against Homer Bailey in a good hitting environment. Yeah, so for me at catcher, it's really really down to two guys, uh, and it's going to be Manny Pena if you need to save the money at 2,500, or it's going to be Wilson Contreras uh, just taking advantage again of the Wrigley Field situation. As for me, it's the equivalent, you know, for a right-handed hitter, it's the equivalent of playing at Coors Field tonight. Let's just go ahead and plug Pena in at catcher, and because we're already sp- sending a bunch of money, um, and he's only twenty five hundred on DraftKings. Probably not on this size of a slate. Somebody I'm going to play on FanDuel. There are enough cheap options on FanDuel that are not catchers that I would just rather do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you're playing him on FanDuel tonight. It's certainly a DraftKings only play for me. First base, I. I feel weird about Cody Bellinger. He's got this whole thing going on with his manager, but I do like Bellinger in this spot. I like Ryan Braun a lot against Homer Bailey. I like Albert Pujols a lot. And then my favorite might be CJ Crone. Yeah, I think that if you're looking for value, value, I think CJ Crone is certainly the guy because I do think, you know, the public is probably going to look at Anthony Rizzo for only 200 more. Uh, and, you know, when they see the weather at Wrigley and probably default there, uh, I think my favorite play at first base is going to be Ryan Braun. Uh, just taking advantage of the matchup with Homer Bailey. The number of games on the slate, it does feel like a situation where we're probably going to get lower ownership on Braun than we really should in this matchup. So he's, that's probably where I would prefer to go. 
Let's let's come back to first base then, because we've got about an eight hundred dollar range there. We've only got a couple spots to fill, and I don't uh, I don't know that we're going to feel as open about shortstop or these final outfield spots. We'll see where the uh, where the value falls. At second base, we're playing Carpenter. Third base, we both like Bryant over Arenado. If you want to save money, Daniel Robertson's the way to go. Yeah, look, if you're trying to save money, Daniel Robertson is the way to go. Um, you know, on DraftKings, if you really wanted to and you had another second baseman you liked, you could move Matt Carpenter to third. Uh, but, you know, in terms of value, Daniel Robertson is the guy. Now, at shortstop, I did not see a lot of cheap options that I really liked. I like Paul DeYoung quite a bit against Shields. I like Trey Turner quite a bit leading off in that game. But are there any values early on that you see? I mean, honestly, the only real value is going to be uh, Addison Russell probably at, at 3,200. Um, you know, not a favorable matchup in terms of like right on right with John Gray, but the weather does definitely make that a little more favorable. Um, and if you don't like him, then maybe Orlando Arcia, 2,800 uh, for the Milwaukee Brewers against Homer Bailey. Those are the two kind of punt options that I'm looking at. So it seems like we're probably going to go cheaper somewhere else. Carlos Correa is 4,900 on DraftKings. He's probably the best option at shortstop tonight. I just don't know that we're going to have room for him in a Chris Bryant, Mike Trout lineup. Yeah, I don't know that we have enough, uh, enough salary cap left to do that without really sacrificing and punting at multiple positions to make So do happen. you prefer DeYoung or Turner or is there somebody in that price range you like more than both of them? Um, probably. Probably Turner just because he's leading off. Um, I do like him there. I guess it kind of depends if we get news on where DeYoung is batting. Uh, you know, if I've got him projected seventh, I'm not super excited. But if he somehow is up in the top three or four, then I, I think that he's pretty clearly the play. Um, so it, it's really kind of a, a coin flip at this point. It's whether you want more exposure to picking on James Shields or if you want to play the projected plate appearances route with Trey Turner. So we get to the outfield, and we've already talked about how Mike Trout is the number one outfielder. He's priced like the number one outfielder. It's a great matchup. If you can play him, you should just get him in your lineup. Obviously, that's generally the case. Like Maybe I should just never say that again, because if you can play him, get him in your lineup. It sounds pretty stupid. We have 42.50 remaining per player on DraftKings. We need a first baseman and an outfielder. Now, we're in a unique position where we have Ryan Braun at 4,300, who can be either a first baseman or an outfielder? Is there? A, a, I look at the forty-two hundred dollar outfielders. I mean, there's Justin Upton against Cobb, which I think is a pretty good play. There is not a lot else there that I'm really excited about. Yeah, not. I mean, not a lot else. I mean, I want to play Ryan Braun out of one of these two final spots, so I, I think that. You, you're kind of putting yourself in a situation where it's Anthony Rizzo and Ryan Braun at first and outfield, or it's Ryan Braun and Justin Upton. Uh, that, that's kind of where you're looking at here. I do you like Rizzo or Upton better? Um, I I personally kind of like Anthony Rizzo a little better. Uh, I know that he's really really struggled, but I again I am a big believer in the the weather environment at Wrigley Field tonight, so that's probably where I'm going to lean. Okay. But I, I'm not going to fault you for taking Justin Upton because I, I love that situation picking on Alex Scott. So the DraftKings show lineup, Cindergaard, Trapiano, Pena, 
Rizzo, Carpenter, Bryant, Turner, Calhoun, Trout, and Ryan Braun. I do like that lineup a lot. I, I even think what I might do is run that exact same lineup and just change Tropiano once and run that exact same lineup and just change Syndergaard once. I, I, I really like the hitters in that group. We've got much more of a challenge over here on FanDuel. At first base, I I really probably lean towards C.J. Crone. Yeah, I, I think that C.J. Crone makes a lot of sense there. Uh, you know, the value is really almost too good to ignore when you look at the, what we've done to start the rest of this lineup, and I, I just I think it's a really good spot for him here. And then at shortstop, Turner and DeYoung again separated by just one hundred dollars. I, I think you probably just try to go with Turner again. Is there a cheap outfielder on FanDuel that you really like tonight besides Cole Calhoun? Um, there's, n- I, I am not at outfield yet, but I want to pause because of, we, we failed to mention at first base or utility. Uh, Matt Adams should be in the lineup for Washington again. He is the bare minimum 2000. Uh, I haven't projected to hit fifth. If he's in there based off what we've got going on, I could definitely see using him at minimum salary at first base. Well, I think we'll just go ahead and load them into utility right now. Yeah, that's a good spot to put them into. If you like that, we've started off with Crone, Carpenter, Bryant, Turner, Calhoun, Trout, and Adams. At, at this point, you cannot really use one of the aces. Right. Um, that's not going to fit. So let's, let's talk about pitcher and then see how much we have left for our final outfielder. We could play Chris Archer at 8,700. We haven't talked about him at all. I assume his ownership is going to be really low. But if you do that, you're basically looking, and you can't, in fact, he's, he's $200 too much. Talk about Archer real quick though. Do you yeah, have any he, interest in a tournament with Archer? Look, there's always interest in a tournament with Chris Archer. You know, he's certainly got the upside to, to get it done. Um, the problem is, is there just, there are too many games for me. Uh, you know, the scenario in which Archer is able to really match one of those top tier guys and you're able to ta- capitalize on whatever hitter you, you picked over one of the value guys at the same time, it's just relatively low upside overall. So I, I think that I'll probably be avoiding Archer. I'm not looking to pick on him with hitters by any means, but I, I don't think I'll be using him as my pitcher tonight. So if we plug Kyle Hendricks in there and, and make this a little bit more of a tournament lineup, we have 3,200 remaining for our final outfield spot. Is there an outfielder in that range? And, and of course, we can we can go cheaper than that as well. Less than 3,200 that you really have interest in tonight? Uh, there's one at 3,300 that I love, Ryan Braun. But, uh, you know, we've got to get below the 3,200 mark. So at, at this point in the day, man, it's probably... I, I think what makes sense is just plug Braun in. We're going to take CJ Crone out of the lineup. I will tell you this doesn't mean I don't want to play CJ Crone. I definitely want to play CJ Crone today, but we're not going to have him in this lineup. We are going to move Matt Adams to first base. And I love, I, I just want to, like, I don't think I've said this enough. Thank you to FanDuel for creating this flexibility this year. It has made the game so much more fun. Now we have 3,500 for a utility. Yeah, 3500 for utility. You've got a lot more options uh, that, that you can look at there. Um, you know, not anybody that just absolutely jumps off the page at me at, at this point in the day. Again, unfortunately, but there are a number of guys that that I do like. Um, look, 
Well, you've got Contreras at 32. I really like that a lot. Yeah. I, I think Marcelo Zuna against James Shields at 33 is the right call. Yeah, it's going to be one of those two guys. After looking at it right here, I, I do like Contreras in that spot and I do like Ozuna. Um, man, it's really, really close. Uh, I'll go Ozuna. I, I don't think that he'll be owned nearly as much as Contreras will be. Okay, so we've got Hendricks, Matt Adams, Matt Carpenter, Chris Bryant, Trey Turner, Cole Calhoun, Mike Trout, Ryan Braun, and Marcel Ozuna. Mike, real quick before we go, let's talk draft for just a second. As far as pitchers go, because there are so many of them, as if you're in a five-team or smaller draft, you don't take a pitcher until the very end, right? Yeah, I don't think you're taking pitcher very quickly at all on draft tonight. Uh, you know, with five teamers, they, I mean, look, there's, there's legitimately five aces on the slate here. So I, I don't see any reason to take a pitcher early in draft today. As far as the hitters, our first overall pick's not going to be a pitcher. Is your first overall pick Chris Bryant over Mike Trout? But it is for me tonight. It's really close, but I will be taking the stance on Chris Bryant over Mike Trout tonight. I will take Trout, then I'll take Bryant. Uh, third overall hitter is interesting. Very. Very, very interesting. I, I I'd probably just take Bryce Harper. It's, so for me it's close between Bryce Harper and I, I really like Ryan Braun. I, I, yeah. I have Ryan Braun as one of my top five overall hitters and I will certainly be taking him over Stanton or Judge or anybody like that tonight. Alright, so go get, Hart, the nice thing about Braun is, if you have the third pick in a five-team draft, Braun may be coming back to you. Yeah, definitely. So you might be able to take Harper and get Braun as well. That's going to do it for the Sportsline DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.